There's things like it's curiosity. If someone is not curious, naturally curious, and you are the leader or the business owner creating the space that they can feed that curiosity, you're missing something that's really going to be important to you, the individual and your business. Because without curiosity, without wanting to see what's next, what's different, oh, let's try this. Be curious about people. If you're, it's about your customers, it's about your guests. If, if, if someone doesn't have that curiosity, they can, then cannot be creative. Because without curiosity, there's no bright ideas. There's no innovation. This is Show Your Business Who's Boss. Listen in on behind the scenes, unfiltered conversations with my favorite business owner friends who take charge and make their businesses work for them. Don't just be your own boss. Show your business who's boss. I'm Pia Silva. On today's episode, I'm speaking with HR rule breaker, badass business owner, Nicole Antonio Gadsden. Once I tell you about Nicole's business, you're going to wonder why you didn't niche here. Her company, Banana Pepper HR, works exclusively with independent luxury hospitality brands, private properties, and boutique hotels in the, wait for it, Caribbean. (laughs) Smart, right? If you're going to niche, why don't you do it in paradise? And she's actually also one of our clients, as in we designed her brand and website. And like so many of the people that we attract, she brings very high level expertise in a couple of different categories to her work. And that's what makes her so special at what she does. And that's also why she has some pretty fancy clients, including Sir Richard Branson's Neckard Island Hotel and his private estates on Mosquito Island. You are going to love Nicole, and I think you're going to get a lot out of this discussion with her about how to find and hire the right people and how you should look at hiring and building a team. And even if you don't want employees, which, you know, I've been against for years, hiring great contractors to outsource to is critical to freeing up your time. So I know that this will be valuable for you as you start to think about how to find the right people, and this will help you think about that differently. So buckle up. Here we go. How are you doing? You look bright and sunny as always. I have, in honor, put on my special. I know it's not recorded, but one still has to represent. You look lovely. (laughs) So where are you? I am in Antigua. This is my, the chaos behind with the books is my little home office. Okay. How long have you been there? Um, Officially came back from since the the summer. And I have been doing the remote thing which has been, oh, has been a, an interesting adventure. HR remote. Yeah. Um, it, it's so strange, that whole, the thing that we rely on, those human cues, particularly HR, um, and having to divert your energy to make that kind of those connections and that connectivity virtually. It's just a completely different headspace. I have to say one thing, my God, I think I'm no, never more tired. You're just expending more energy than than ever before because we got comfortable with the in-person. You can be lazy, you can read people's cues, but with the remote and virtual and this everything, what everyone's going through right now, you just have to dig deeper and connect deeper, empathetically. Well, I'm actually curious because this is both what you have to do for yourself and what you have to do for the people you work with. But I'm curious first, how do you take care of your energy and how do you refill? What do you do? Um, 
Not as well as I should. Let's do the confession first. Okay. Um, but one thing is... We're all just doing the best we can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to hear that. I need that on a loop. I need that as my, my ringtone or my wake up, my, my morning alarm. It's that. We're all doing, you're just doing the best you can. Um, it's funny. Another fellow Aquarian, you know, the whole, oh, my God, this roller coaster we're on, this crazy time we're in, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I'm doing the morning and I'm taking the afternoon off. And she says, oh, my head is hurting me so much. And I said, go elemental. What's your element? And mine is water. I know my mom, hers is, hers is earth. She'll be in her garden pottering around, even if it's plant pots, and getting her hands in soil, you know, and some people barefoot on the earth. You know, that's their re-anchoring, reconnecting. And mine is always has been the water. And all, funny, when I look back, all of my flat, all my places that I live, there was either a view of the water or close by. And you joked when you came on, you know, where's the Caribbean Sea or whatever? There has to be some kind of water. And every time I've had a challenge and I need a quick fix, and yes, not, you know, you can't always get to the spa. You can't always do these, you know, you can't travel as much these days, which is another. Then it's immediately, and I'm fortunate, it's head, take it to the water. And whatever that is, and I'm sure there's the science behind it, but certainly for me, that <sighs> exhale, and just things just seem to be not so serious or calming. It just starts that that's my thing. I can uh, relate to the sea specifically. Mm -hmm. I feel that way about the ocean because it's so expansive and it's yes. very hard not to get in some some ocean water and not feel the gravity of the huge. I mean, just the perspective yeah. changer yeah. instantly yeah. Yeah. for me. You're so yeah. fortunate to be able to. I mean, I assume you could go in the Caribbean whenever yes. you want. Yes. Yes. Very, very fortunate. Nice. Yes. Very fortunate. <laughs> very nice. Well, so yeah. tell our listeners a little bit more about how, who, how you are, because you are not at all in the traditional HR space. You become kind of a, a coach in your consultant Correct. role and, and a real emotional coach. And that's, and that's what makes you yeah. so good. Okay. What I do um, in the traditional sense, I, you know, in terms of traditional qualifications and then experience, you would see my title as either some kind of people or HR director executive. And within that, I happen to these days specialize um, in a particular sector um, of luxury hospitality and particularly in the Caribbean. And that means luxury properties and private estates. And it sounds very glamorous and it sounds amazing, but remember, it it's still- a, very it, glamorous. And a, it is a J-O-B, I'm telling you, okay? <laughs> making luxury work, making luxury work is hard work, okay? <laughs> so, so within that, um, I, over time, have approached HR slight, in a different way. Um, and I would say to folks that I, I'm an HR, pro that thinks like a marketer. Uh, and in terms of that, I have probably, you know, yes, absolutely the laws, you know, the regulations and everything that pertains to HR. So it is hiring, it is training and development, it is performance management, it is all those things. But the how it is done is, is, is slightly different. So for example, um, what I do, it's, it's about connecting your people and in the world that we're in right now, it's not just your employees, it could be your freelancers, it could be the service providers that to the outside world really look like part of your team, even if they're not officially your employee. And it's connecting them to your um, organization's purpose and your organization's product and service brand. So everyone knows 
as marketers or as a company, you're out there, you pitch yourself to your customers, your guests, it's how you look, the look and feel of your brand and the personality of your brand and what you stand for and all that good stuff. And that's great. Now comes the trick. How is that delivered? And unless you've got robots or artificial intelligence that's running your organization for you, it's down to your people. So what are the different ways that you can make sure that the people that you hire, including yourself, deliver on that promise, which is what a brand is, out to your customers and your guests? And then, you know, this is where, you know, HR takes over from PR and marketing, right? And it's about how you hire, who you hire and how you hire them. It is about, are you true in your your employment offer? Are you just showing the kind of the sexy, but you're not being real about what the culture is like? It's about how you train and develop people. Is it about why people actually are believing the values? And it's not just something on a nice card that you hand out. It is the true values of your organization. So it's that piece, which is where, you know, there's top level. I hire people, bums on seats. And then there's getting into this granular cellular level of really connecting heads, hearts, minds to the organization. And this is where it's blooming hard work. But when you, when you pull it off and you, anyone, you guys know when you work, you work for a company or work for an organization and it's just hitting every button and you know it, that's what I try and work with leaders to achieve, not just for one person, but the whole collective of people who work for you. And sometimes that means I have to work with you to snatch order from the jaws of chaos because I specialize in openings and but particularly in hospitality, that's the closest, that's what we have as our startup. Um, it's crazy, it's nuts, it's stressful, but guess what? That is the one chance you get, a clean slate to get it right. All the mistakes, all the bad experiences you've had, how you hire. Um, and I'll give an example of hiring. Instead of the old trusty competency-based questions, I'm sure you downloaded off Google or it was sent down to you. No, 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 no. It's more about getting to know the individual. So yes, there's some things you're looking for, but more often it's the way I approach it is more of a conversation. It's more of a guided script as opposed to standard questions because everybody knows how to game those questions these days. You go on a course to learn how to game the system. So it's finding ways to get around to getting to the true heart of the the person. And it's to help them to choose your organization and also not to choose it because Everyone, you know, the pain of, have, of making a bad hire, um, of someone choosing you based on perhaps what was presented, and that's not true. Yes, there's the sy- systems, yeah, of hiring and so forth, right? But beyond the system, what really, if, you know, for those, A, if you're interested enough, there's no shortcut, okay? Um, and also, if you're really serious about, you know, building the kind of uh, uh, um, amazing culture that can carry you through the highs and lows, then it's absolutely about the inner stuff in people. And you're not going to get that from, you know, as I say, standardized questions. And this is where something, whether you call them values, whether you call them skills, mindsets, habit, whatever, whatever, you can put whatever label, but there's certain things that are absolutely fundamental to the best of us as human beings. And when they're lacking, it brings out the worst of us as human beings. So there are things like, and you cannot at the moment, this moment in time, replicate or manufacture that. And even if someone can game it for a while, it cannot sustain it. And I'm going to start listing them. And there's things like it's curiosity, 
if someone is not curious, naturally curious, and you are the leader or the business owner creating the space that they can feed that curiosity, um, you're missing something that's really going to be important to you, the individual and your business. Because without curiosity, be, be, without wanting to see what's next, what's different, oh, let's try this. Um, be curious about people. If you're, it's about your customers, it's about your guests. If, if, if someone doesn't have that curiosity, they can, then cannot be creative. Because without curiosity, there's no bright ideas. There's no innovation. Um, so, you know, we're all in some kind of service. Even if, you're, even if you're building a product, it ultimately will serve somebody. You must also have empathy. So if you're just purely designing, you must have empathy for who your end user is. And on the questions that you ask about giving examples about empathy, you can start to really get an understanding if it's just a fake example or if it's genuine. Give us an example. What's a good question to, to gauge someone's empathy? When was the last time that you saw someone struggling? And what was it? And what did you do? Did you involve someone else? And how did you know what to do? So if you see what I'm doing, I start with first, and then I start to build. And as the person is more about a conversation, and as they ask the question, from that, when you build a conversation, it's very hard to game, game it by doing a one response. And by then, and you can, and then, yes, we now have to do video as opposed to in person. From the way they tell their story and their face and their expressions, because you can't look at the body language so much these days, you can start to discern how does it, does their face light up when they tell that story? What was the emotion? And you can start to double check and cross reference and combine what they're saying with the story, what they're saying, and then also their reaction to it. And, um, and if you are connecting with that wow. story as the conversation partner, trust me, mm -hmm. your accuracy in making that decision and that person making that decision will go up. Do I have, oh, here's my stats and my science? No, I don't. But I have the years of experience of seeing it every single time that when you take that extra time to have a conversation with your framework, you're absolutely looking for something, you get these things. Oh my goodness. So many things I want to talk about in that. Um, okay. One of the things it really stuck with me as somebody who, right, has no, had no background in HR mm -hmm. before, something that really changed my perspective. And that's partially because you are doing this in such a different way, mm -hmm. but I'd never even considered would be part of HR was the idea that you were um, thinking so much about essentially the branding and marketing to the internal staff. Absolutely. And I remember specifically one thing that you said that really stuck with me was the way that you um, alter and write like the employee handbooks oh. and training to be on brand for the culture mm -hmm. of the of the organization. Mm -hmm. So that you're so that and I thought about the one time I ever read an employee handbook when I bartended in Miami in 2007, <laughs> you know, and how stale it was. Yeah. And so that's what clicked yeah. for me, because I thought that was so what an what an interesting, uh, completely different perspective. I would never think that, that that HR would do that because HR feels so kind of uh, st sterile yeah. and, and boring and very mm -hmm. legally. Yes, I'd say the holy trinity mm. of us as people, the, the people pieces within the business, right? Any business, mm. PR, HR, marketing. And we all, between us, share the people. So PR has kind of investor relations, public relations, that side. Marketing, as we know, um, and HR employees, mm -hmm. present, past, future. We need to be speaking more. 
Because at the end of the day, no one, no human being sits in one bucket. I may be an employee, but maybe I have shares in your company and maybe also in the community in which you operate. So our job between us is to, to speak and to make sure that there is that connection and that consistency. And your brand is not lying that in, you know, it's not exactly the same. Of course not. I mean, a luxury, what we put out in terms of using luxury as an example for the guest it is, you know, you're not going to necessarily in your staff restaurant have, you know, full on, you know, five course menu. And so, no, but again, it's the experience. Yeah. What is the experience that we're giving? And that experience can be consistent throughout. You can create those moments. So for example, I give an example and then we'll come back to what you said. So I remember one of the things that I joined a hotel and it was in my induction or orientation for our friends in the US. And, and you know, you filled in this in hotel, it'd be guest preferences, but it was employee preferences. And it, at this induction day, and it was held at a hotel in London, and in the lunch break, and all of us, there's about six of us on this induction orientation, out came the chef. And where he could, each of us that clicked what we wanted, whether it's brownies or cookies, or whatever else, we all got something that was on our list. That again, it didn't cost a million bucks. Did I feel like I was seen and understood seen as an individual and not a cog in the wheel? Oh, hell yeah. Again, it is not the easy route, but it, mm. to me, it's the right route. Um, so mm. I think it's those kinds of things and about the employee handbook and so forth. My friends in legal, stand down, don't panic. It is still robust, okay? The language, it has to meet whatever the legislation, state, le le uh, national, federal, whatever the legislation is, it has to meet that, absolutely, okay? But in terms of, you know, steal from the copywriters, the language can just be the language that is in tune with the culture of your organization. And imagine what a difference, the surprise and delighting when an employee gets, whether it's contract, employee handbook, uh, policies and procedures that's had the care to make sure that um, what is written or what is being shown, because it be images, is, um, is, is, is different, it's delightful, it surprises. And guess what? Memorable. Because our job as HR is to make sure that those policies and procedures, <coughs> the key thing is not about getting them out, it's to making sure people are inspired to follow them. That's mm. what our job is. <laughs> So, right. Yeah. Right. And how are you expecting people to ingest and remember information that's delivered in a dry and completely forgettable way? Correct. And yet that's how most of it is done. Correct. Yeah. So, and then you have these big companies where people aren't following the rules and everything breaks down and then it eventually gets seen by the customer correct. in whatever right. space it is yeah. and and while you can kind of get away with that in some low-level companies not that those companies are going to do well, mm -hmm. but just it's maybe not expected. In the luxury hotel market, there cannot be a misstep. No, they can't. You know, when you spend a lot of money mm -hmm. and go to a beautiful luxury hotel in the Caribbean, if somebody like looks at you funny, it's yeah, like... and then you know it hits the bottom line. You know, I always say, you know, now yes, I work with mainly luxury hospitality clients, but increasing. Funny, this COVID pandemic is um, interesting. Uh, individuals or other come saying, how can I get a little bit of that luxury hospitality, but in my business? Because at the end of the day, if you do not delight your guest and, and wow them and, and, and so forth, at the end of the day, 
if there are service failures, right, um, no matter your industry, there will be some point either, yes, falling on your sword, trying to make amends, but, you know, in the hotel, you may be comping, yeah, compensating. That means you're either giving a free room night or you're having to give away someone to something to try and repair what has been a breakdown in the promise. And maybe you didn't hire correctly. Maybe you didn't Mm. train correctly. Maybe you didn't inspire your team to make informed decisions in favor of the the guests and be supported. And there was no manager around, so they couldn't. So it's all those things that seems unseen in the in the people, in the in employee or service or your freelancers or whoever is working with you. That unseen space, there is that kind of impact on the bottom line if we do not take care and get it right. So, yeah. And and on the flip side, get it right. And that's what puts you above the rest. Oh my gosh, yeah. And again, if you want to tie it back to business, that word of mouth, you can pay glossy advertising. My gosh, you can pay for it. It can be thousands, millions. But that word of mouth of someone telling their story of how amazing their experience was, even if it were a service failure, but how it was recovered is the thing that has people would like I want to I want some of that or I'm telling mm. that story I'm sharing that story and it becomes legend and da, da, da. now comes the trick you have to keep backing that up though by the experience that is a, a you know makes right. it what a waste of money if you do the glossy Correct. advertising and then somebody shows up and it's just so so right so yeah it it I think from for me as I kind of evolved as an HR um practitioner um and I you know now say and a creative HR is a discipline, um, you know, that I prefer to practice. And, um, and it, to me, it elevates, um, it is what it is. It is, sorry, it is, but it elevates what it is. And if you're a solo HR person or you're Mm -hmm. a business owner and you're a small business and you don't, you know, you don't need to have an HR department, but trust me, if you have one freelancer working for you or one employee, you already need HR. <laughs> so if you see it as not a, oh, this HR thing or the people thing, if you see it as this, as an extension of what you're doing anyway for your business, it, it, it makes it that much more, it makes that much more sense. And hopefully it makes it that more, much more easier to kind of to get underneath because people stuff is hard, whether it's the guest, your client, your customer, employees, it's hard stuff because as human beings, we don't fit one mold. So it just helps make it, you know, less kind of, gosh, onerous or something else if you are connecting it to what else you're doing within your business. Yes. And that's uh, just a, a, a larger point in philosophy on any small business, even if you are just one or two people, just this idea of, of um, cohesiveness yeah. throughout how yeah. everything in your business runs. Yeah. Like that's where that authenticity comes. And I mean, I think when people say, you know, your brand promise, live up to your brand promise, I don't think a lot of people really understand what that means. (laughs) It's just a elusive idea. But I think when we think about it in terms of employees and what who you're working Mm -hmm. with, it makes more sense. But that's actually what it means for us, too. Mm -hmm. It's about behaviors. And yes, you can say, yes, the the values that you have, there is a a very distinct set of values that is pure silver, worst of all design. It's very different from another, um, you know, uh, business does the same as you, but it's very distinct and very different. So with that, it informs how you behave, what is okay and what is not okay. 
within the organization to each other and to your customers. So everything, it, it is down to behavior. Well, so um, since you brought it up, basically, you'd been working as a as a consultant in this space, but you were kind of moving from employee type of job to employee type of right. job, even though you were basically the consultant anyway, right. but they yes. had you on payroll. And um, when we met about a year and a half ago, <laughs> We are moving you yes. to ha- to do it more as a consultant, like same people, yep. same thing, but just, you know, pay me as a consultant instead and, and I have more flexibility so I can have more clients. And you kind of just started that right as COVID hit in, in the luxury hotel market. Tell us a little bit about what happened. <laughs> like what happened? I'm a massive hammering. Uh, hospitality in... Um, the Caribbean or any kind of remote, I do remote, I'm doing speech marks, guys, kind of, you know, whether it could be the Maldives, whatever, has taken a double, triple hammering. And so basically my plan for 2020, I just went and tore up the plan and had to do a massive rethink. I have been fortunate because what that meant was um, my current employer assignment, I say employer stroke assignment, um, and I can say, um, so Richard Branson's Necker Island or Mosquito Island um, in the BVI. Um, what that meant was that um, even though I was due to head off into the sunset and my new, the incoming individuals we were hiring for certain roles could not because borders closed, um, restrictions on travel. And they men- literally could and not could get not there. could not get there. And BVI, along with many other islands, my other, my home island, Antigua, literally had to close their borders in an attempt to stop the spread of coronavirus. And the, the reason why that action was taken is our infrastructure for, you know, for, for medical care, we just don't have it. It would just. Right. So a response that was a little bit more hardcore, perhaps, than perhaps our friends and family and colleagues in perhaps Europe and the UK and the States may have, you know, experienced straight away. And that was the defense mechanism. So I, you know, grounded. So what that meant is that I continued um, in the supporting um, role and supporting the team, albeit what I did, but in a remote way, very different, Um, very different. Didn't you like run to the boat um, and hop yeah, on the last was, boat as yeah. they closed the border I mean, behind you? It was something like out home? of a kind of um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my 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 boss at the time. It was we we were in you know like so many businesses when it, they hit. We were like in I call it the war room, you know, running models and with finance and HR and people. What does it mean for the business? And it was constant. And there came a point because. I was whilst I was going to be in my home island and my family are based in Antigua. Now that's easy in the Caribbean under normal times. You can hop on a, a little hop on a plane and get home. My boss was walking me to the boat and it was the evening of, I think it's the 26th of, of March saying, Nikki, um, I've got the borders will be closing. And I said, you know, oh, what do you mean? He goes, no, the borders will be closing. You need to, and who knows when it will open. And I think at that moment, I think between the stomach drop and just, I think the enormity of what we're all facing, just personally, it hit me. And the enormity of what mm-hmm. we're all facing just hit me like a brick. So I got back to my apartment in the in vertical and I, and I started packing and, and basically said, you know, there's one seat left on a, on a private charter out 
you know, there's whoever we can get on it to, there was individuals looking to leave anyway. Um, we can get on it. There's one seat left. It'll stop Antigua before others can pick up a flight back to their other destinations, whether it's UK or whatever. And literally throughout the night, I was packing and not knowing that if that plane would take off in the morning. And and and, and literally, it, it was one suitcase, my carry-on, and um, and it, was, it wasn't until we got to the airport, which was oddly deserted, just a few people, because it really was starting to hit. And it wasn't until wheels up on a six-seater, oh my God, I could see the pilots back on this. <laughs> no, that's a little too oh, close. Puddle jumper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until wheels up. <laughs> I just sent the last message to my husband who is in another island and my aunts, you, you know, and saying, it's wheels up. Um, we're making it home. And I think it's it took, the last seat on the last. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, plane. and in between oh that. And, and, Thank goodness. Yeah. And, and the BVI it literally, I mean, with some, it, it closed its borders and didn't officially reopen its borders until the 1st of December um, last year from since March. And you know, another. And island. your daughter was in Antigua. She's in Antigua, yeah. So yeah. and I, so it was. And like, your husband got stuck on the Saint island Kitts. he was on. Yeah, Saint Kitts. He's a general manager on a property there. So he was in Saint. Yeah, Kitts. Saint Kitts. And imagine Saint Kitts from Antigua's twenty-minute flight, and could not come out for for kind of nine, ten months because their borders had closed. So I think all of us. I know have... this is a silly question, <laughs> but it, but you can't like get a boat. Like, aren't the boats still going around? Or yeah, no? But, well, that's really far. I'll say know. I'll say the boats are still going around, um, fishing boats. But uh, um, should you be getting on a boat to go from one island to another is another question. Oh, okay. <laughs> when the borders are closed. Um, okay, gotcha. So yeah, they didn't want that either. No, no. Um, okay. So I think you know I think all of us have crazy COVID stories, and it's just like you that's know that's a pretty crazy COVID. Yeah. That's different than most of yeah. the people I know. Yeah, COVID wheels stories. up on a six on a on a six seater. It's like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel glamorous, folks. Let me tell you, it really yeah. did not feel glamorous at the time. <laughs> oh well, I'm so glad you got yeah. home, and then you were able to continue to support. Yeah, and I mean, it, you know, not it it worked out okay. For for you yes in, in that sense and, and also they needed you correct and being able to support yeah. but one thing i'd say it has done is for many properties for her hotels often the support services you know for those of you know familiar with her back of house i hate that phrase back of house i prefer to say part of house functions so the mm-hmm. back of house so like procurement finance hr it um Apart from IT, it was always kind of traditionally that you would be on property in an office space or close by in an office space. And what this did, again, and I say, which is why I say COVID is either the, an amplifier, the, the worst of what we, we were and the best of what we were is amplified, is an accelerator because the thinking about remote working and what, who could do remote working, where everyone was kind of tiptoeing around it, particularly in this space, well, in probably in 24 hours and 48 hours, functions that were thought could never work remotely, suddenly were working remotely. And in, you know, and, and, and HR and the scrabble to set up and be able to do it. But guess what? Human beings, we're adaptable. Was it perfect? No, but you managed to do it. So there I was with part of my team in the BVI, I'm in Antigua doing pretty much kind of what we're doing right now, um, using Teams, Zoom, whatever else, and lots of WhatsApp connections, and 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 lots of check-ins, and, and and as well as delivering the service that we best we possibly can, albeit remote. 
because the island's um, necromosquito would also be in various stages of lockdown as well. So it just put a completely different dynamic of what is now um, an HR service experience. So um, lots of learnings. Oh my gosh, I think what I, I would probably need a good couple of weeks to just uh, exhale and just, you know, deconstruct and percolate all of those learnings. But one thing that's come out of that, it's, it is hard, it has been hard. But our ability as human beings to adapt it's phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. On your own, yes, it's probably some of it is innate. But if you have the right people around you, whether it's a leader, and it doesn't necessarily mean in your business or in a company you work for, but around you, mm. even more amazing, the things that you can adapt to and you can, you know, uh, um, kind of change and transform in, you know, into it's very heartening. It's very humbling as well, um, you know. Uh, and it just it, in amongst the continued craziness, it kind of, it really does give me give me hope. Um, and yeah, it's just the our humanness well, is, is the because thing. of your because of your uh, uh, your position because of. How- how the capacity in which you work with these people, I would imagine that in this very tumultuous time, they're all looking at you like, Nikki, what do we do? Yeah, <laughs> Nikki, we're not feeling good. Like, did you feel like the weight of all of that was on your shoulders or was your job to find the leaders and empower them so that they could take the weight for you? Or how did you look at that? A combination of, of all of that. Um, it, okay, in terms of the leadership um, team for this particular client as well as kind of others that I support it's more being that coach you mentioned that that coach to whoever is in the hot seat to give them that um kind of strength options sounding board to be able to to lead and have that moment of behind the scenes oh my god what the hell this is so hard and having that breakdown moment to build back up again to get back out in front of the team and to be able to lead um, lead their team. So there is a lot of that kind of support, um, which I think sometimes it's for, forgotten as coaches. It's so you are so in the background. Your job is not to insert yourself into the story of whoever it is that you are supporting. You are to be in the back and make them guide them in telling and showing and acting, acting in a better and more correct way, giving them options and also to tell the right story going forward. Because Right now, people want a story to get behind because these times are crazy. And, you know, it's all of that with, the, with leaders. It's, you know, being honest. It's like, you know, being kind of um, my very good friend, Dr. Vicky Barnes, she has this phrase and it's called radical acceptance. Now, yeah, it sounds she deals with kind of positively like, well, no, it's about absolutely accepting the reality and don't fluff it, don't paint it. The reality of what we in that is the foundation to, to so people can move forward whilst you do that and it's being accepting this is do not know the answers but are you with me then comes the other part of your martin luther king moment and you better be saying i have a dream and being able to start <laughs> talking about what that dream looks like <laughs> and it might not be is a bit different you can say listen we're going to be designing this thing together but this is where we're heading are you with me <laughs> So is that this in this time is you're doing that 
like a, you're riding tandem with somebody. You're in the back, they're up the front, and you're giving them that boost. And, and that's what you do in terms of for the leaders. But then also for your team, my team, I'm not there. And I, this is where you pray that you have done enough work when you're with them in person as their team to then, you're not giving, not empowering them. We, we kind of get a bit crazy that we have all this authority to empower. No, it's getting out of the way. Because <laughs> you've done and it's in them. It's like letting it come out of them to be able to lead their piece of what the thing is that they're doing. You know, so in my area, it may be staff housing and getting people housed and, 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 and you know, that comfortable enough to ride it out. And they lead it. They have the ideas. And you're more, again, facilitating that. They're, of course, there comes a point when you say, actually, guys, that's great, but we're doing this. Of course. But the other thing, you cannot be everywhere. Your energy is finite. And this is a practice that I've started with my teams. And they say it's called triage. It's the battle from the battlefield. And we call it, they joke, they laugh now. They call it HR. Oh, my gosh, we're going to do some HR triage. And it's literally everything is a priority. Everything's on fire. Everything needs att- attention. And it's as, you, as a, and medics would do, and it's, it's not a disrespect to our heroes on the front line in medical field who are having to make these decisions, but it effectively is taking some of that skill and that knowledge of where do you put your energy into actions, projects, things that is going to survive and make the most impact to take the people and the business forward. And you have to be brutal in some areas um, and to be able to stand by that. But by using a framework of triage, it gives a a decision-making framework. So would we love to be doing lots of training and development to get people ready? It's so needed. Yes. But realistically, the team has no bandwidth right now. So we have to drop that and focus on this. And it's those are the kind of things. So I would say it's that tandem support to your leaders, getting out of the way from your team, and triage, making hard decisions. Um, and I, it's, that's the kind of thing I try and rely on. And then the beach <laughs> to keep myself going. When all else fails, go to the beach. <laughs> you can do an imaginary uh, beach. Uh-huh. Oh, I would love to be at the yeah, beach no, right now. I know. I asked you for some, some recommendations. You sent me that great list. Um, I don't think, so, I don't think we're ready to fly yet, unfortunately, but, um, but you have to have your, but you have to have your post COVID, you have to have your post COVID or when travel eases yes. travel, you have to have it. So yes. you now have your, you know, you have to have it yes. to work towards. And there's some fabulous well, places. Yes, there are. <laughs> what, what, what's, uh, what has it been like? Like you're talking about triage and, and, you know, keeping the business afloat and all this team. Like I pictured borders close, these hotels just stop receiving mm-hmm. um, guests mm-hmm. for how long? And then did it open back up? And I think you said last time we spoke something about like luxury kind of came back first yes. yeah. because these people, they have money and they weren't hurt. And a lot of people, yeah. you know, made money during this. Correct. Yeah. Um, I think again, wealthy people. Yeah, there you go. And, and I think yeah. as well, there's, I, and I go back to the point of the great accelerator. Um, already there's a change in hospitality. And, you know, many of us, the big brands familiar with 100 plus, plus, plus rooms and so forth, the taste of travelers and tourists was starting to change anyway, that that kind of setup, Mm. unless you're going to Vegas or whatever, wasn't, that appeal was starting to wane. 
and more kind of hence Airbnb. Well, it's like that Instagram thing and right. that boutique, boutique thing, thing. And we want that, Airbnb. that artisanal. Right. We want an interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah Airbnb. I'm, you know, want something but special local. that nobody else has. I don't want to go to the Hilton. Correct. Or that local. Yeah. I feel like I'm a local for the time with kind of host, with kind of hotel features. It, right. You know, or but really fancy and nice. There and you go. Or, <laughs> luxurious. or private right. estate. And it may be, and it's not necessarily only the super wealthy. It may be individuals who are able to, they club together with friends and family and out, uh, you know, and it's a, it's a, a treat or a lifestyle, uh, an opportunity that if we all put together safe tools this, then five families get together and they hire a super villa. So it, that sort of, and having that experience. So you know, and kind of what we call low density, you know, it you go and it's sitting on however many acres and the, your cottages or your accommodation is spread out. So you're not on top of people. So that sort of feel was heading there anyway. And what this has done, mm. what COVID has done is just accelerated that. And yes, there is an individuals of a high net worth. And if you have your private jet and so forth, and I'll add in one more thing as well, the whole idea of digital nomad, oh, it's such overused and cliche now, but if you are in a mm-hmm. position to be able to good Wi-Fi and laptop and you can work from, that also lent itself to individuals who some individuals got trapped. I've seen Instagram posts of I got trapped in, in Costa Rica, but I still managed to run my business from here. And the individuals who deliberately said, you know what, it's coming. I have the means, whatever, and I can afford to be in a location, luxury, whatever, for three months and move camp plus that's what happened for some yes some other hotels and restaurants absolutely have a disaster that they may not come back from um and it's not necessarily that their model was obsolete there's there's that but there's also some it just there's just not the there was not the number of individuals customers who were because of lockdown or their own financial means maybe people lost their jobs who could frequent those places so, you know, I think it's, it is a combination, but luxury always, luxury bounces back first, always, always, or doesn't change that much. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good to just uh, be aware of in general for anyone listening, yeah. because that's really the, I mean, I experienced that too. You know, I, I feel I consider myself a luxury brand in my own way, <laughs> but when you're, <laughs> when you're, not just playing the pricing game when you're going more for high level services, high level quality, higher prices. And bespoke and a bespoke, bespoke services. Yeah. So, th- so these bigger companies, these more corporate hundred plus room type of places might be closing and in their place or they're not, they're, they might be replaced. Or completely rethinking how they do it, you know. Rebranding and splitting it up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I want to go to the cute little place with 20 rooms yeah. on the beach. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's got this um, authentic vibe, but there's Wi-Fi. <laughs> but there's reliable Wi-Fi. Now, just we can yeah. say we sit, we, we, we sit here speaking across the, the you know, the, the waves and it's a, an individual. Oh, well, that's a certain type of individual or a certain if you believe in class or whatever else. And yeah, a nod to that. Let's just, let's be, be clear. There is yes. how, you know, and it, it does nod to that. Um, but like with anything, like with any industry, there are so many different levels that appeal to different mm-hmm. segments of 
um, the, the, the market or the customer base or the guest base. What's happening right now is that is in a state of flux. So who is sitting in mm. which bucket? I think only time will tell ultimately. And we may straddle many, as I said. You know, I may want to have a boutique experience and somebody else, they want to do the glamping thing, the tent. I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not in a tent. It's just the, the nature. Mm, no, no, thank you. And Stage also, of life too. Hey. I've, I've totally <laughs> slept on the floor for weeks at a time. I don't think I can do that. I now. have done, I have done, as like, no. But then also it's evolving again. It could be, tourism, you know, our experience, it's about volunteerism is part of that. So it's things are in a Mm. very interesting time that somebody they're going away Mm -hmm. is to, I want to do something meaningful. Yes, treat myself and whatever, but there's also another piece. So we're in a very interesting Mm -hmm. space. And I think it's not just, yes, hospitality, I'm speaking from that space. But I think I'm sure, you know, you know, listeners, you, you may see the thread into other areas that either you're in or that you that you use or experience changes is happening we, we're in it we're in the eye of the storm well and i think what's great just if i think about your business and where your business is headed all of that requires being very thoughtful about what the values and vision of the mm. company are yeah. And then it, and then building your team around that. Right. And if if we're in the eye of the storm of this change, then there's going to be a lot of opportunity for different kinds Absolutely. of hospitality experiences. Yeah. And those can all be unique on their own. And you can't just put a cookie cutter, um, a cookie cutter HR plan no. on all of them because then they won't be that exactly. boutique experience. Exactly. And so there's. A, a lot of opportunity yeah. for banana pepper yeah, HR. That's right. And, <laughs> and, and, I, and from my in, initial kind of, oh my God, it, everything has dropped out. <laughs> and, and in that, every, it's almost everything that went before, the, the mistakes, the try and everything that I thought was going to be the thing and it wasn't, all of that. And I, it's going to sound like absolute cheese, but it's true has set up for where this is now. So all of that opening experience, it is mm-hmm. setting up out of chaos. It is translating what was an owner or a brand's vision of what it needs to be into becoming a thing. It's now that same skill, that same practice is what's needed right now as businesses transform or on the sad side of it, as businesses may have to close. And I pray that they can close with dignity, giving dignity to um their, you know, customers and guests and employees who will not be able to continue or be part of the next leg of the journey because maybe there is no more journey to go. So, um, and for leaders that are genuinely, if you're paying lip service to it, people are the, please do not say our people are our greatest asset, please. If you, please don't. If you're genuinely saying my business um, to, to make my business survive, thrive, and then people are at the center of it. Um, and that includes my customers, my employees, my community. Uh, yes, your time is now. And yes, the ways to do it differently and better. And yes, you p- do this with your people at the center. And I'm telling you what has been such a revelation in this corona time the people, people unexpected who have stepped up, 
And not because they have the title, but because they have stepped up to be a fabulous contributor. So I'm not using employee or freelancer, a fabulous contributor to the business or to their team. It's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And if I could just capture all of those like fireflies and just put them, and then carry them and sprinkle them into different businesses I work with going forward, I would be a happy, happy person because it's there. We just need to give the time and honor to pull it out of people and allow it to shine. Um, but it's not for the faint hearted. So the challenges I throw down to you, business owners, leaders, hospitality, otherwise, if you're true about saying that people are at the center of what you do, bring it, let's go. <laughs> Treat them as such. Make Treat them it, as such. make it, yeah, make it true in everything that yeah. you do. Oh, oh, are you? You're rapping. You're rhyming. Pia, my goodness, make Am it I, true in I everything just, you do. Uh, in, in everything that you do. do. Cue the music. I, <laughs> I, I love that. I wish I had a, a luxury hotel that I could bring you into to make fabulous. <laughs> that would be something. But hey, the universe is kind of crazy. You put it out there. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, my cousin, shout out to my cousin, who's one of my most avid listeners. She's got plans for us to open a bed and breakfast somewhere down uh, south sometime. So maybe okay. we'll have to collab on okay, that. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds really luxurious, right? <laughs> but hang on, this is what's needed. Okay, you heard it here. It's kind of been put out there. Folks, you kind of heard it. Who knows? Who knows? Who in knows? The next, well, we'll, yeah. we'll need to bring you in to uh, yeah. advise us on yeah. how to make it how to make it the fabulous. Most. Um, oh, it's so fun to dream about that stuff now when we can't leave Brooklyn. Yeah, but this is the time. So this is the time it. to do it, right? This is the time to dream those, those what seem like crazy dreams, but they're not. I think you just have to have all of those, you know, lots of those different ideas. Um, because when we come out of this, I mean, when you read and you listen to the news and you read what the scientists say, and despite, and the last one, I'm like, I try to limit how much I consume of this stuff. And the last one was, okay, yes, va vaccine is on the way. Um, and we all know how the time that it's going to take for that to be widely and globally um, reaching um, all of us. And then it's still, you know, not before 2024, I was kind of listened in half ear to uh, a scientist that we're going to some sense of, and, and even that person was hesitant to use the word normalcy, um, a, a, a kind of the new level of how we are going to be kind of thing, kind of talked around. I'm like, my gosh, the fact that you are tiptoeing and trying to avoid using the word normal. So guess what? 2024, we have all this time, you know, whether it's we start it and somebody else continues it or it's our thing to either do what we do differently or get into something different. Well, I think your business is going to evolve in ways that you don't even really know. Yeah, which is really cool and really yeah. exciting because at the core of it, you have expertise in the one space that's never going to go out of style, which is people, yeah. <laughs> which is how to help people, how to yeah. deal with people, how to train people and inspire yeah. them to take action in a positive way. I mean, that's essentially the core of what that's you do. It. You just do it in the HR yeah. space. It just happens to have that HR hat on. So if people are yeah. familiar about what it, what, what it is. A kind of HR, but not as you know it. <laughs> well, I mean, when I was interviewing you, it was very clear. It's like, well, you're just applying it to HR. This is um, something much bigger, and you could mm -hmm. apply it to a lot of different Absolutely. things. Um, although I don't think, 
I don't think hospitality is ever going to go away, even though. No, it won't. I, it just won't. It's, you know, yeah. hospitality is part of us as human beings. You, even how you welcome someone to your home, you're doing hospitality. It's, it's, it's never, it's part of us. Whether you scale it and do it as bed and breakfast, yeah, I hear you. Or you're doing it as a boutique hotel or you're, or you're glamping or you're doing it as an Airbnb or you're doing it as a very small mom and pop you know, um, very simple one, two start. It doesn't matter. It's all hospitality. Mm. That's us. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing because it's one of the great pleasures in life uh, is to be able to, yep. travel to travel and have different experiences. Correct. That's yeah. what else is there? Yeah. Travel, experience, be hosted. Yeah. You know, you can't beat it. You cannot beat it. And the people are what decide if that experience is great or not. Yes. I mean, it really... It really is. I was like commenting to um, Steve the other day because my because I, I I noticed I do it in my head because my parents do it. Like they really, especially on vacation, just really comment when people are really nice. Like oh, they were just so yeah. you know. My dad will just buy anything yeah. in like a store yeah. if the person there is just really friendly. He's yeah. like because he enjoyed the experience. I mean, he'll talk about yeah. it like that. I just really enjoyed that person, and they were just being so nice. So I bought like these things yeah that but, uh, but that is it again it's back that's to it. the things that yeah. make us you can't fake that no you can't you can't no. and and as much as maximum respect you know to standardization of you know you know service standard sequences of service absolutely absolutely yeah. but again to use your phrase you can't cookie cutter that and that's not what people are mm -hmm. looking for mm -hmm. right now and that authentic is i want to have a sense of where I'm staying, have a feel for that place, that it there is that difference as opposed to I could go to the same, you know, I could be in the UK, I could be in Antigua, I could be in New York, but I want to feel that I'm somewhere different. I mean, I need to feel that difference. Um, mm -hmm. and, and with that comes allowing, giving your, your employees that framework. It's not prescriptive in that sense. Yes, there's certain things, health and safety, the law, of course, but that other than that is that framework to be themselves to bring themselves within that that space it's like giving you know kids in kindergarten you know here's a sandbox knock yourself out do anything you can but in this box please mm -hmm. that's what it is and that's what brings you get the set of standards yeah which is important mm -hmm. um but then also you get the sense of of play and of bespoke and which is you know you know, which is so important of time spent, luxury, the new luxury. My God, if I've learned anything, time is the new luxury, the time you have, the time you spend, the time that people in their crazy lives, that they come to you, the luxury is, yes, fine dining, la, 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 la. But really, the luxury that you're gifting and you're helping them is time. And that's, that's a huge, huge thing. The time that you spend with, you know, you know your family, that's the luxury, you know, when you're not running a business and juggling and whatever, all the responsibilities. And when you down to and say, okay, guys, we're going here. That, that's the luxury. It, it's time. So how we do that in hospitality and how we do that as any service, whatever you do, um, that's, where, that's our space where we create magic. That's our space where it's alchemy, right? Um, and I sound woo-woo about it, but I absolutely believe it that that is where I don't think it sounds woo -woo. yeah that is where I think it sounds yeah. you just just by your personality plus your training plus mm -hmm. the beautiful location you may be in or not 
but you can, from all of those pieces that you have been given or you found and you can create something, an experience for someone um, that they have limited time or crazy precious time and you can turn it into a, a memorable, magical moment, my God. And if we can tell our servers and our wait staff that that's what you're doing and they believe it, imagine. That's my, and they want to, and they want to add to it. They want and they to. want to, yeah, right. Then they'll do it on their own. Do it on their own. And you don't right. need to be Because you can tell them something to do in a manufactured way yeah. and it's just not going to be no, the same. No, it's not. And then you, it, right. the business, it then starts to, you know, again, with, you know, framework, it starts to take care of itself in the sense, of course, you're behind there stewarding it with your finance and your legal team, of course. But it then starts right. to get, get a, 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 a life um, it becomes alive. The thing from your side of the business brand, bring your brand to life. It's that. This is one of the ways it does it. You know, this is the one of the ways it does it. Mm -hmm. So, but you have to be quite strong as a leader because there is no, there's no full control of it. You are guiding it. You're not managing and directing it and controlling it. Uh, 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 uh. And if you are stewarding it, guiding it, it's a very different touch very different touch mm. um you know if you want to be managing standards that's different okay cogs wheels widgets yeah but if you want this space yeah <laughs> and then you have to trust those people you have to do all of that work Correct. and then you have to send them out into the world Correct. and just trust yeah whatever they do mm -hmm. and not micromanage them so that you shut them down and they don't want to try Correct. it and right? and then also when you're bringing something completely new, different and wild. And, you know, you're asking them, then comes the other pieces. Are you follow worthy, which is a thing that I've adopted. It's not that you've got the title. It's it's if your mm. team and people are following you, that will tell you if they're following you into the unknown, mm -hmm. uh, that you're trying to recraft the business, reposition it. And you built that trust and you have a measure of competence, of course, and the vulnerability and the courage and you see them and you value them, and it might not work, Seth Godin, God bless you, but that intent is pure, they'll follow you. They'll follow you. You know what you, you just, as you were speaking, made me um, think of, and I think anyone listening, including you and me, can relate to this, is because we've all been in situations, if, you had a, if you've ever had a job, right, <laughs> like where you were not treated that way. Yes. Um, and, and I only had a few and barely even that traditional jobs mm -hmm. because of this, the opposite of the experience Correct. you're talking about, yes. because yeah. I have that desire to like, oh, no, let's make this better. Like you can Correct. do it like this. And, and I the couple of times I was in that position mm -hmm. and had people above me just say, no, just do it the way I told yeah, you, you go. even if it's not as yeah, good, yeah. even if it's in inefficient. Mm -hmm. And it just made my blood boil. And so I think anybody listening, because, right, isn't that kind of at the core of why we all become entrepreneurs? Exactly. And you, and, 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 we can't stand and, it. And exactly. And mine was, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do this creative HR thing. Uh, note English plummy right. accent. No, it was literally, right. it was literally like, sod this. I want to do it my way. I don't yeah. think it could be done better. Um, but, it, you know. And nobody is fostering that for us. Right, because so if, I do it myself. I can imagine if if in my first, you know, uh, job, I, I was, I had a, someone above me who was like, yes, run with that, yeah. Pian, encouraging yeah. me. 
I, I could see yeah. myself have just gone down that path because I wouldn't have been looking for it elsewhere. There you go. But and also sometimes you don't, you're not, not everybody can start their own businesses and you've written and we've all at length. Right. It, not everybody's meant for, you know, no, no. my husband is like, no, thank you. That entrepreneur, no, that's own business thing. No, 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 no. But you can be still within within a, a, an organization, whether it's corporate or otherwise, you can still foster that. So I always say to, you know, I've got HR. So if I'm coaching and mentoring HR leaders, um, ex, you know, exec who is saying, oh my gosh, they want all this. Yeah, yeah, but the company I'm working for, that's never going to happen. I said, guess what? Then your job is different as the HR leader. Your job is to run interference, keep the wolves at bay, do the politics thing to behind the back, your team are then starting to crank out these creative guerrilla tactics, start doing this crazy stuff. Because at the end of the day, a business wants results. Yeah, they're just, mm. the, who's at the top is probably, yeah, they want it done their way. But really and truthfully, if you get underneath it, they see the results. Um, that almost speaks, the work speaks for itself. They may not like how you did it. Um, I'm not saying this is a foolproof way, but the key thing is yours is to buy your team time to mm. do the crazy new thing. I did that with some of my team. It's like, oh, no, don't, don't touch the recruitment. Oh, no, 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 don't touch the uh, the induction program. I'm like, hmm, okay, team, let's make it sexy, whatever. In the meantime, I'm running interference with the good. Yes, we're just doing a new plan and yeah, la, 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 it will happen. And in the team, and it's like, we bring a brand new way. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, the results. Sometimes you get it wrong and you're just going to have to take the right. flack. But your job uh-huh. is to... Let you get your team push it, push it, and yeah. give your team the space to be able to bring it. That's what you do. I am so motivated by that. You totally hyped me up right now. <laughs> I think that's an awesome place to wrap this conversation because I feel like I want to go take something on right now. It's been a pleasure, Nicole, having you on here. Thank you so much for joining me and sharing your wisdom. I'm so grateful. I'm honored. And it's a privilege to be in front of your your crew, in front of your listeners and, and just bouncing some crazy HR ideas out them. So please just steal a few of these nuggets and apply it somewhere or gift it to somebody. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I hope to see you in the islands so shortly. Oh, And as soon as you can travel, (laughs) the islands are waiting for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you want more info about how to interview to find the right people for your business, go download Nicole's 77 Super Skills Interview Questions to Hire Remarkable Employees. It's at bananapepperhr.com backslash guide. And I'm actually getting ready to hire some people. And the first thing I did was go look at this guide, which Steve designed to match her brand. So I just wanted to get some really interesting questions and think outside the box. And that's exactly what this guide does. Also, if you know other entrepreneurs who struggle to put their business in its place and could benefit from hanging out with us, please share this podcast with them. Hard work can only take you so far. It's how you show up in your business that really makes the difference. And to make sure that you don't miss an episode of Show Your Business Who's Boss, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast player. Taking inspiration from Nicole today, even if you aren't ready to hire, even if it's just you, it's helpful to think about what kind of culture you want to create in your business. Are you a work hard, play hard kind of company? Or are you a slow and steady, balanced place to work kind of place? What do you want your business to be like? Because guess what? You can make that happen right now if you want. 
I used to mindlessly roll out of bed and write into emails, and I had no separation between work and life. And now that I have clear boundaries, I actually get more work done, not less. And at some point, I realized that you can implement your goals for what you want your company culture to be, even if you're just one or two people. And if you do that, when you are ready to hire, you'll be so clear on the kind of people that you're looking for and how they will fit into your company culture to help you grow the business that you want. And that might just be your next step in showing your business who's boss. Show Your Business Who's Boss is produced by Yellow House Media. Production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Production assistance by Kristen Runvik. Our theme music is Glass Prisms by Western Runners. Thank you.